we're two-thirds of the way through the year, and the goals that we set back in December and January, well, they're not looking real promising right now. So what better time to talk about goals, goal setting, doing the work, and pivoting when our goals really are no longer attainable? I want to bring in someone that I admire when it comes to goals and goal setting, my good friend Justin Rabin with Fountain Mortgage. Justin is a loan officer in Kansas City, uh, and he works on the retail side. So he works with real estate agents uh, primarily. He is excellent at setting goals and then doing the work to achieve those goals. But we're not just going to talk about goals. We're going to talk about some fun marketing stuff at the end of this as well. So Justin, thank you so much for joining us on Modern Real Estate Marketing's podcast. You ready to go? I'm ready, Kevin, and thank you so much for having me too. This is such an honor to be here with you. And I have a feeling, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, that it's probably gonna be a lot of the real estate community that's gonna be tuning in yeah. to this. And I know a lot of uh, people out there know that a lot of the video content that I do on my social channels, that you and I work together on that. And you do such an amazing job on yeah. that. And we're sitting here in your beautiful studio. and so. My, one of my message that would be is if you haven't gotten a chance to come in and check this place out, you really need to. It's really awesome. So thanks again for having me. Checks in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. All right. So we, we set goals back in December. We set goals in January. Um, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you did it with your brokerage. You did it uh, with your coach. Maybe you did it at a coffee shop. And, you know, back in December and January, the, the market was rough. It was, it was already slow, but all of the experts, all the economists, um, you know, all the Barry Habibs out there were very optimistic, especially for the second half of 2023. <sighs> the stuff really isn't quite panning out as everyone predicted. So it, it's been harder. It's been a slower slog than I think a lot of us anticipated. And it's not just real estate agents that are impacted by this. Um, loan officers, uh, you know, my, my wife runs an insurance agency. It, it's a trickle-down effect. So when real estate agents are impacted, unfortunately, everyone's impacted. And I know personally a lot of agents and a lot of lenders who are thinking about getting out of the business. They're frustrated, they're depressed, um, they're nowhere near hitting their goals. And so, you know, I wanna, before we talk about you and, and some of the, the goal setting that you've done and things like that, give me your give me your state of the market right now. No, that's, that's a great question. And um, it's one of those things that I think from a, in the real estate market in general, one of the things that I love about it is there's always, there's always something new happening. You know, what we're talking about here today is not what we're gonna be talking about here in six months. It's always evolving, always changing. And you know, when, when things are going good and the tide is high and, and you know, things are just really, really operating well, when that tide goes out, you know, the last thing you wanna do is be stuck on the sand and make sure that uh, you're doing the, the consistency and maintaining the daily things that you have to do to make sure that you don't get washed out to sea at the end. Um, but with this market, I, I'm optimistic for it. It's, it I've, I hear what you're saying, that there's always been these predictions and a lot of them haven't come to fruition. But I think we're living through unprecedented, unprecedented times as well. And it seems to always be that way as we go through these different economic cycles. It's always going to be a little bit different feeling every single time. And so, But I look at it, though, I, I'm, I'm happy to be going through it because... You know, it's going to make us stronger in the end, yeah. and we're going to come out of this and be able to support our clients way better than we ever were before, 
because we've seen some different markets, we've seen some challenges, and now we can educate and coach people on how to proceed because they're always very curious about how the markets are going to happen and what's going to happen from here. And you know, and yes, I see the projections. You know, interest rates are going to come down. All that. Do we know that for sure? No, we don't. We don't know that for sure. But what I do know is that if we look at it from a historical perspective, markets always have a way of balancing themselves out. So we hear about this in inventory or whatever the challenge is today. Markets always balance themselves out. They always find a way. And so when that way comes and when that happens, we all want to we want to make sure that that we're prepared for that and we're doing the work today to make sure we're in a good spot when that happens. Man. We're finishing this week up with a lot of optimism. I That's right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's talk about goals. So you you had a big, hairy, audacious goal, BHAG, that you set uh, at the uh, towards the end of 2022. What was that? And and you made it public too. Yes. From so from a fitness perspective, I decided that I wanted to run a marathon. Okay. And at that time when you made that decision and you made that public announcement, you weren't really doing a lot of running at that, right then at that time, right? No, sir, I was right. not. What was your starting weight? Do you remember back then? I was closing. I'll be honest with you, Kevin. I was, I was, getting, I was, getting, I was getting pretty large, oh. and I didn't like it one bit. But I was closing in at about 240. 240, yeah. So, um, and... When you when you actually completed your marathon, the the whole, full twenty six point two, do you remember what your weight was at that point? One ninety five. One ninety five. Yeah. So, um, big big transformation, not just physically, but you know we'll talk about the mental side of that too. And and the reason that I brought that up is because you know that that transformation didn't happen overnight. That transformation happened. What, what was your training schedule? You were doing five six months. Was it that long? We, I started. Um, I started back into running. It would have been in September, and I really started gearing up in November for the run, which was in April. In April. All mm -hmm. right. So from September to April, um, you know, that's a long, long time. And and we're we're in a society right now where we demand and we expect immediate satisfaction, immediate results. You know, that that was a lot of work you had to put in. So. It was, and a lot of time. A lot, a lot of, time. of time. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, on a Saturday morning to just say, "Okay, I'm, I'm leaving for five hours. I'll see you later on today." You know, just uh, don't worry about me. Uh, go out there running in uh, negative twenty degree temperatures or something like that. I'll be fine. You know, it's one of those. It's it's one of those things. And I, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of relating business to fitness as mm -hmm. well. I think I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. I think if you are dialed in on your fitness, then your business is also going to be expanding and growing. And I can remember the I can remember the exact time frame. It was it was September of last year, and I was looking in the mirror and I was kind of doing some inventory and I was like, I don't like the way things are going. This is not this is not good. This is I'm not in a good trajectory. And um, and it was it was about as at the, that exact same time, completely something different. Um, I had met my my fitness coach. I don't know. Can we give plugs here? Absolutely. But, okay. Absolutely. Keani Brooks. He's based out of Leewood. Uh, big shout out to him. But we met with something completely different. We actually, we know each other for a little bit. We we kind of reconnected, and um, and we started working together. And uh, you know, he, he changed my life. He really did. He got me. He sat down and got to know what was important to me. And he figured out. Okay, Justin likes to run. I'm going to get him running again. And then you know. 
that led to me making that decision to now be able to run a marathon. Yeah. And um, you know, I there's there's three there's three components for having success and for people to have success in general, whether it's your business or your fitness. And the first thing is you got to decide. And what I mean by that is, it's funny, I read a book lately that as we're sitting here thinking to ourselves, there's 400, 450 words that, that go through our minds at all times that we're always thinking about stuff. And I think what's a big challenge a lot of us have is that we got to get these thoughts. We got to decide what we're going to do out of all this mess in our heads, you know? And, and so you got to decide on what you're going to do. So I decided, okay, I'm running a little bit again. I like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run a marathon. Next up is you got to commit to that. Mm-hmm. So what do I mean by that? Okay, I signed up. I'm committed. I've got my schedule. My coach has got me this program here. I want to honor my coach. I want to make sure I'm doing this program. I'm going to see this thing through, and I'm going to crush it. I'm committed to that. So the third thing is I had to have resolve. So what do I mean by that? Any distractions that came to me during that training time, I had to get rid of them. I had to block them out. I couldn't, I couldn't let them impact that. Whatever it takes, what WIT, I had to do whatever it took to make sure I hit that goal. And I finished that dang marathon because that was the most important to me, thing to me was finishing it and finishing it under a certain time. And so I had to do whatever it takes and have the most resolve to block out any of those distractions that were preventing me from getting there. Yeah. And it's the same thing in business. You can take those three exact principles and apply them to your business. Say, uh, I hope some, I hope this is resonating with somebody out there, but let's say a realtor is watching this right now. So what do I mean by that? Like, let's say you decided you want to meet X amount of business owners to help grow your business, your, your referral network or whatever. You've decided that, okay, it's a thought in your mind. I want to do this. Now you got to commit to it. How many is that going to be? How are you going to do that? Lay out your weekly schedule. Spend some time on a Sunday night planning out your week. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to have a, a, a coffee with and get to know a little bit better? Then three, you got to have resolve. Turn off the Facebook notifications. Turn off the Instagram notifications. Shut down the emails when you're calling people. Turn off all the distractions. Um, you know, if you're, you know, uh, family, I know that's important to us all, but sometimes you have to say, "I'm I'm going to be doing this for the next couple of hours and calling some people. I, I got to have some free. I got to have yeah. some time to just shut this down. You know, just be focused, focused. And so this can all be related, you know, translated into your business as well. Well, and I, I love that you made the correlation between fitness and business. And you know, I I can attest to this firsthand all the time. If I get out of balance then everything gets out of balance. And, and I don't think there's a, such a thing as perfect balance. Um, I, I do think that we have to grind on certain things harder, which means we're going to neglect some other things. But it's, it's amazing when everything kind of goes to hell, um, everything's out of balance at the same time. So I, I love that, that you brought that back around. Um, making making the, the determination that this is going to be my goal to me, that's kind of the easy part. Um, it's it's doing the work and then staying accountable. So how are you keeping yourself accountable, whether it's business or fitness or the marathon, um, through such a long period of time? And I know in your business, you've got you've got a set schedule. So you know, on a certain day, you're going to make your calls. On a certain day, you're going to do pop by, so on and so forth. How are you staying accountable? That's a great question, um, and I think that's something you know when when sometimes. 
I think when we hear the word accountability, it can be kind of scary. Like, uh, you know, I don't want anybody checking in on me or holding me to, you know, making sure I'm doing something the right way. Um, personally, I thrive on accountability. I love it. Um, I use a lot of the resources. I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky to have some great people around me that I surround myself with. You're one of them, by the way. Uh, that that helps hold me accountable. And um, whether that's people in my office, like I mentioned my my uh, trainer earlier. And if if you're looking to do something big, whether it's business or fitness related, I didn't I didn't I I always thought of like coaching as like oh I gotta pay money and all the yada yada yada. Um, learning from somebody that's done something before you and how they've done it has been a night and day difference for me. It's, it's been a game changer. Yeah. So um, I I. I, I signed up, it took a little bit of convincing, but I signed up for one of the most exclusive coaching companies back in January for my business. And I I gotta pause a little bit because it's just, you know, the, the impact that my coach, his name is Amir Syed, has had on me has just been in, incredible. But one of the things that, some of the things that I've learned and, um, and I was always kind of doing this like, half-heartedly I didn't really buy into it all that much but I think the biggest thing we hear this time blocking thing and it's like ugh, like I don't want to you know it's all overused terms but it works mm -hmm. and there's no other way to put it but you have to buy into it you can't just say oh I time block and yada yada, yada. I've got some things on my calendar um, and maybe I'll do it maybe I won't no no you have to buy into it you have to hold yourself accountable, but you can also have outside people keeping you accountable as well. So if you want to honor those people, then you stick to what's on your calendar. Something that's really helped me is every Sunday night for, I spend an hour, doesn't matter what I've done, like if I had a long day Sunday or whatever I've done, spend an hour on Sunday to review my past week and preview my following week. So I review what kind of conversations did I have, what kind of buyers I speak with, Work maybe I could have done a little bit better, you know, and and done do some uh, analyze those types of situations and figure that out, and then preview what I have coming up. Okay, what is my focus for Monday? Who am I going to be reaching out to on Monday? Who am I going to be reaching out to on Tuesday? Plan that out, have that on my calendar, and and you stick to it. But I'm not going to walk in to the office on a Monday morning and just be all. You know, my mind's going everywhere. No, I'm, I, I show up in the office on Monday morning. I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. And so starting, that's important too. Starting your week off uh, on a strong foot is really important. Yeah, I, I don't know very many ultra successful people that don't believe in having coaches and having people to keep them accountable. So, um, you know, and if you're, if you're on a budget and, you know, you're not in a position right now to maybe go out and hire a coach, um, find someone in in your office. Um, don't find anyone that's too, too close to you. I don't, I don't think that works. Um, I don't think a spouse is a great accountability partner personally. I, I think that's, you're setting yourself up for failure there in some, some regards. Um, but find someone that you respect, that you kind of look up to, um, not your best friend who is going to say, yeah, no, let's, let's blow off what you needed to do Friday and let's go to the bar. Um, you can find accountability partners for free. Um, you hold them accountable, they hold you accountable, so on and so forth, and then work your way up to where you can get in a, a position where you can start to uh, hire the, the right people, uh, coaches and, and trainers and so on and so forth, uh, because they're going to bring a whole different level 
to to your commitment to your accountability and and they're going to hopefully have a plan for you to follow so i think that's uh that's really good have you been in a position um when it comes to goal setting i don't follow and i know a lot of people don't follow the traditional goal setting model because it doesn't work for them have you had experience where certain goal setting models you know certain coaches oh you have to do your goal setting like this you're like no it doesn't work for me but this does have you, have you been in those situations or found yourself uh, in those situations uh i'll be vulnerable i i i, I struggle with that too um you know, you said, and I think I think it's okay for goals to ebb and flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where they, it's okay to take like we just we were shooting this uh, early August, and so July to me is the halfway point of the year. So it was a good time to kind of reflect the halfway point, maybe redo some of them. What are my second half goals? What would I like to accomplish in the second half? Um, but I'll I'll admit it. I'm not going to hit like beginning of this year. I came up with a. a a number of, of a goal, a production number, whatever you want to call it, and I'm, I'm not going to hit that, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay to revise it, you know, and um, come up with new goals. And I, I like to set, I like to set goals that I can really measure on my own. So, what do I mean by that? Let's say in the second half of the year, I want to meet 30 people, whatever that is. I want to meet, you know, whatever field it might be in, but that's very easy for me to be able to track because what do I do? I've got 30 uh, notches or something up on the wall and every time I meet with somebody, 30, I knock, you know, I, yeah. I scratch one off. Very easy goal to keep track of. And so um, I think finding ways to easily track your goal that you'd like to do is important. And it's, it's good to remember if, let's say it is a production goal that you, you wanna sell 20 homes in the year, okay? How, how are you going to do that? You know, how are you going to get to 20 homes in a year? Um, maybe that's you're going to be an influencer in a local networking group. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. So what's that going to take? I'm going to have to meet with, uh, you know, probably a couple of people within that group a week to really get to know people and start becoming more of an influencer. Okay. I can easily track that. There's 100 people in this group. I can meet with two people a week. Okay, so that you know whatever those numbers add up to, it's very easy to track that type of stuff. And and before you know it, you look back on it, you're like, wow, like here I am. I'm I'm now an influencer in this group, and um, and I'm seeing some some fruit from yeah. from laying those seeds. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but so have you? And without giving me specifics, I assume you have pivoted a little bit on your goals for this year. Sure. Sure, yeah. sure. I, I'm when it comes to my personal goals, I, I, I do like to take kind of like how I just described, where I, I like I have like to have a set, a set number, a set goal. Um, I used to do it where like oh I want to do this much production in the year, and I've kind of pivoted away from that a little bit because if you're doing the work, whatever the goal is, if you're doing that, you're you're going you, you know. Focus on the root, not the fruit, right? Yeah. So focus on getting, you know, planting those seeds. And if, if you're doing those that work, and, and our, again, there's probably going to be a lot of real estate community watching this or tuning into this. As long as we're you know, like meeting people, like that is the that is the core of our business. And so, like setting those setting those numbers of how many people you want to meet, how many events that you want to go into each week, how many social media videos that you want to yeah. post each week, setting setting a goal. Take a step back. Just do it week by week. I will, And commit to one thing. Like say, 
Um, I w- this week, I'm going to post every single day. I'm going to post a social media educational video on Instagram. Okay, there's your goal. And if you do it, you're going to feel great about yourself. But I think it's easy to sometimes get overwhelmed too. We're like, oh, I got to want to post five videos. I want to go to 10 events this week. I want to do it. Take a step back. Yeah. Focus on that one thing, hit that, and then next week you can focus on the other thing. You can go to your 10 events or whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. Um, one more question on, on kind of goal setting, then I want to start to pivot away from that a little bit. Are you a believer in short and long-term goals? Um, and the reason that I ask that, so I don't do good personally setting two-year, five-year, and 10-year goals. I, I don't. I chase a lot of squirrels. Um, I, I just do. And so in my bivot business, right or wrong, we pivot a lot. Um, and so I just don't stay consistent enough to, to have that five-year goal out there. You know, overall, I, I know exactly where I want to be in five years, but I can't start to really break it down. So my goal setting process is I am more of a 90-day to a six-month goal setter. Long term doesn't work for me. What about for you? Do you do you have success setting short and long term goals? I think I think it's important to have a vision out there for where you can see yourself in three, five, ten years, where you can see your family at in that time frame. And so the short answer to your question is yes, I do have those visions out there of where I can see that and. I think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in some of the day-to-day stuff that you start to lose track of it a little bit and how you can relate to what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and how that impacts your long-term goals. So, um, you know, and, and that's and that's going back to what I mentioned earlier about having the resolve. I think a lot of that is, is due to distractions that we come up with and how do you, how do you get rid of those distractions and, and resolve them to keep your eye on that long-term goal. So I think, it, I think it is important to have that vision. I have one personally mm-hmm. for myself and my family and my business, um, for my fitness, where I like to be. Um, okay, here we go. I'm gonna, I've been struggling with this, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh, I love to run the Boston Marathon. It's hard. Do you have to... You've got to have a certain qualification uh, time for a, a marathon outside of there to, to get in. Is that right? Am yes. I thinking right? Yes. Okay. Very difficult time. All right. um, this is going to be a multi-year thing. So long-term goal. That's that's exciting to me. Like I love like no like to me. I'm like, how many people have gotten the chance to do that? You yeah. know, it's such a slim crowd, and so like I like that is really cool to me. I'd love to do it, but. That is a long-term thing. And like, I think it's easy to get down on yourself. Like, I am not perfect. Like, lately, uh, my workouts have been like, uh, you know, gonna kind of lackluster, you know, like I a, a knee thing going on. And so like, uh, I'll, I'll skip today or whatever. So you start kind of getting your head a little bit like, I'm never gonna be able to do that because I'm living in the moment right now. I've got this stuff going on. I'm feeling maybe a little distracted. Um, but going back to the commitment, I myself, I have not committed to that yet. Um, and and you can say that for short-term goals. So for example, there's a marathon in November. I've decided I want to do that, but I haven't signed up yet. I haven't committed, committed. to it. I haven't committed to it yet. And um, so yeah, that's something that, um, so when I think of that to myself, how serious am I, how, how really serious am I about that goal? Like I'm like, I think I'm serious, but once I commit, 
then that's that's it's it's I, I'm in hundred yeah. percent, you know. And so it's uh, it's one of those things where um, you know I, I think it's good to have something like we'll go back to the marathon, have something on the calendar that you're looking like you're looking forward to, you're looking forward that you, you you can see you have a deadline for yourself, and you're working towards it. So same thing for your business. If you're like I want to go, I want to meet a hundred people in the next six months. Okay, December put December thirty first on your calendar, right? And each month you do a little bit of inventory. How how far am I away from this? Oh dang. It's now November first. I've only met ten people. I gotta get my. I gotta get in gear. Yeah. You know, and and so having some dates on the calendar in the future for me for a certain for whatever particular goal that I'm working towards, that really helps me. Cool. What have we not covered about goals, goal setting, pivoting that you think we, is important that we need to address today? Yes, that's a good. I you know something that really helps me is. Surrounding yourself with people that that are an inspiration to you, that you that you look up to, that are um, you know just doing things uh, that that are just you're like wow this person is just crushing it right now you know, um, and so from like a running perspective like I've met a lot of people that are doing some amazing things in the running community and I'm like. Oh, wow, that, like, like I, I want to be like this person. Like they're just, they're just, they're crushing it right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a, I had a friend, a good friend of mine. Um, his name is Matt. Matt Meads. I'll just throw. <laughs> sorry, Matt, but uh, he, he was a huge inspiration for me. He's a can. I used to work with him. Can he lives in Kansas City, but um, he did, he did this big uh, Moab, Utah thing, two hundred forty miles or something crazy, like. Lost all of his toenails, or you know, doing like just crazy stuff. And I was remember tracking him. It was last October of twenty twenty two. Remember tracking him while I was doing this. I remember thinking, I was like, man, if this if this guy can do this, like I got to do more. I just got to do more. Yeah. And um, so that's an example of somebody that's in my very close sphere. Good friend of mine. He's he's not like a best selling author or a podcaster or anything like that. He's just he, he's a friend of mine, and he's doing this. I'm like, I found. A ton of inspiration out of him doing that, and I was like, "I'm going to run this marathon, and I'm going to crush it because he's up there, he's doing this whole thing, he's crushing it." And um, so I think surrounding yourself with people like that, and same thing, you know, for for business, um, you know, it can be it can go the same way. Find some people that are a huge inspiration, and just just go deep with them, like yeah. you know, get to know them, and like, hey, can I be around you a little bit more? Can we? Can we meet for you know a coffee once a month? And you know it's funny. I, I learned this recently. Like you never know what's going to happen without just asking. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. You know if you're like this person's never going to want to meet with me for like a month or whatever. Or what you know. You don't know until you ask. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just ask. You'll be shocked what happens. So the the kind of the, the meme that's going around or has been going around this summer that I just love and and I keep bringing it up um, repeatedly is. Top performers collaborate, bottom performers compete. Mm. And the same thing I think holds true with what you just said. Find someone that you look up to, that you admire, that's crushing it, whether it's in in business and in uh, personal relationships and fitness, collaborate with them. You know, buy them them that coffee, buy them that lunch, whatever, once a month. And, and, you know, kind of use them as a a mentor. And, and, you know, I think that that rubs off on you. I, I completely agree with what you said. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So this is a podcast about marketing. 
We got to talk about marketing for just just briefly. Okay, let's so, do it. All right, how many personalities do you have? What are we up to now? I think there's probably about uh, 10, 12, or maybe 15, you know. All right, so so for people that are, are listening or watching this, what the hell am I talking about? Ex explain <laughs> what, what I mean by that. So, um, you know, we, I, I post I post a lot of content for for video on, on social media, and mortgages are very, very dry. The con, you know, it can be sometimes challenging to come up with you know good, engaging content for mortgages. And so, this concept spurred was like, okay, what can I do? Like, so they started bringing in some like wigs, like wearing wigs. And I was like, okay, what is it? So anyway, that transformed into these personalities. And so on the my social media page, there I, I do these skits that bring in some different personas, whether it's. Dr. J or a bad loan officer or who, but they all kind of have their own different costumes and different uh, hairstyles, if you will. Uh, but through those skits, I try to bring educational content through them while keeping it engaging, kind of funny, you know, it, yeah. which is my personality. I'm just kind of a, I'm kind of a, a silly person in general. And so, I, so these videos do show my personality a little bit uh, through them just because they're kind of silly. What what's your favorite personality? What's your favorite character so far that you created? Oh man, that's a good question. Mine mine is while you're thinking about that, um, you know, we've got from the the movies Anchorman, we have Ron Burgundy out there. He created a character Justin Burgundy, and he would he'd wear the the suit with the big collar, and he uh, he had that the mustache and the the wig. Um, that's probably to date one of my favorite characters, but. Do you have a favorite? You stole that one from. So Justin Burgundy's a good one. Um, you know the doctor, Doctor uh, Doctor J. He gets he gets quite a bit of attention. I, I really like the uh, the genie. Uh, that was a good one. I need to figure out some more content with the genie involved um, on that. But uh, they all have their. Uh, I forgot about the cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cowboy's been getting traction lately. I forgot about the cowboy as well. All right, so your your content strategy, and you've been kind of consistent for the past, what's it been, two, three years now mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. has been primarily video-based. Mm -hmm. So you made a comment to me not too long ago that you're, you're to the point, you can walk into a room with real estate people here in Kansas City, and you may not have ever met them before, but what do they say sometimes to you? So it, it's, it's uh, interesting. It's actually... A lot of events that I walk into now, uh, people will come up to me and say, you're that guy with that video, or you're the guy with the Justin Burgundy, or the doctor, or whatever. And um, and and so that happens a lot. Like, I, I'm uh, I'm heavily involved in um, the, I'm an ambassador for the Leewood Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And so I meet a lot of different businesses through that. But a lot of people will come up to me and walk in, into those events, and they're like, you're that guy on the on LinkedIn or whatever, doing that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. I hope you like it. And um, but it it does it does get you known. You know, yeah. it, it's you gets you known before you even meet somebody, which can be a very powerful media source yeah. for you. So you know, on the on the lending side, there's very very few lenders, at least in the Kansas City area, that are consistent with video. Um, you're you're one of them, but there's just not a lot. When we take this over to the agent side of things, um, again, I, I just, there's some really, really good content creators that are real estate agents, but there's so many out there that have not embraced video. So for those that 
don't embrace video or for those that are not consistent with video, what's, what's your advice, especially during this kind of downturn in the market where I think you need more exposure than ever before, what's your advice to those people? I hear two things, or I think of two things when, um, when you ask that question, which is, which is a, it's a, it's the perfect question. I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with first off content, you know, what, what type of content do, uh, do I produce? My advice to that would be think about the conversations you're having every single day with your clients. What, what are you hearing from them that is a concern? What kind of conversations are you having? And instead of just our minds are meant for processing, not remembering. So when you have those conversations, have something in your phone, like video ideas. Go in there be like, uh, uh, first time buyer was worried about uh, rising uh, home prices. Okay. Shoot a video about that. Talk about, be an educator. Talk about the market, where you feel your prediction is going for the market. Um, and then I think the second thing that I hear a lot is, uh, you know, I just don't have the time. Where, where do I find the time? And that goes back, when I mentioned that Sunday night ritual, that is exactly what that time is, is there for, is to plan out what videos you're gonna do. Commit to the number of videos that you're gonna shoot for the week and post three, four, whatever that number is, have it planned out. Don't just go into a video shoot like, oh, what am I going to talk about today? You have it planned out. That is how you use your time wisely. And personally, I feel we should not be using our time on editing videos. That is where my good friend Kevin Mokul could come into play. I feel like we can use our time more wisely than editing videos. Personally. Yeah, yeah. So. spot on, spot on. So you, you've got your characters, your personalities, you do some fun skits, you do uh, educational content as well. So you've got a good mix out there. And I think from a real estate perspective, whether you're a lender, whether you're an agent, I think having that mix is very, very important um, because you do, you do want to come across as a professional. You do want to come across as knowledgeable. So you've got to have the educational content out there. Um, but but having a little fun, a little levity is is always a good thing too. For sure. So, For sure. So. What what piece of advice would you give someone right now who's a real estate professional, who's down, who's kind of struggling? Because I know there's a lot of people. There's there's a lot of people getting out of the business, both lenders and agents, right now, um, and. I, want to, I could do a whole podcast just on the, the people out there that are celebrating others' failures. I hate that right now. I, I think it's okay to, to change professions. I think it's okay to get out of real estate or, or lending and do something else. Um, but the ones that, that are fighting to stay in it, that are struggling right now, um, what, what advice do you have for them? Mm. Yeah, that's a powerful question. It's um, I'll, I'll go back to when if I – if. It, just me personally, if I'm feeling a little down, which happens, this market, it's a challenging one. And I think one of the biggest things that we can try to help ourselves with is like uh, always bad news. There's always something being thrown out. You know, the market's down, uh, rates are doing this, you know, buyers don't want to buy, right? There's always, there's always something that's a bad news that can just get us down. And I think the biggest thing behind that is you, it, going back to the resolve. You gotta, you have to block those types of distractions. Like, can, do you wanna educate yourself? Yes, but you have to block out the bad news. So um, I think it's super important to have a morning, a morning ritual mm -hmm. as you're getting your day started. 
Um, there's different, there's, everybody's got a little bit of a different routine that they can do, but I think having one dialed in that you do every single morning, a uh, little bit of a workout, a little bit of a re like research, reading the news so you can be on top of the news for your clients, having a healthy breakfast, uh, just being ready to conquer that day is important for that. Um, but you know, don't check, like, don't check your email until you get, until you're at the office and your day is ready to go. Uh, don't look at uh, the news until like you're ready to go. Like get that workout in first because that can that can help your mindset for the day to say I've done this, I've conquered this. Now I can take any, on anything for the rest of the day that I need to. Um, but what, what I wanted to so getting back to your question, my suggestion would be um, learn something new. Like, and what do I like? What do I mean by that? Like I think we we can make, let, let's take reading a book for example. I think a lot of times we can read a book and we're skimming through the pages and we're, we feel like we're absorbing it. We put it down and then, you know, the next week we kind of forget the content of it. Get some takeaways. There's so many, there's so much great content out there. Like take away, or if, if you're at one of your classes, mm -hmm. what kind of, what kind of takeaways, like just one thing that I can take away from this to implement into my business. And that gets me out of a rut when I can, when I can learn something new and I can implement something new, um, whether it's something sales related, like a good sales book, I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm going to put this into my business. That gets me excited. That gets me going, and that and that keeps me moving forward. So that would be that would be a big suggestion for that is never stop learning. First off, and you know, whenever you're at an event or a class or in in, in a book that you're reading, just try to get one to two good takeaways that you can put in your business. I've asked that question to everyone that's sat in that chair and, and done video interviews and podcasts and stuff with me. That's the first time anyone ever said, you know, if you're struggling, if you're down, go learn something new. I, I love that. That's perfect. Thanks. That's perfect. Thank you. So awesome. How can people find you uh, out there on the, uh, on the socials, on the internets? Well, I don't hide very easily, <laughs> but you can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find me on uh, Instagram. TikTok, just search my name, Justin Rabin, R-A-B as in boy, I-N as in November. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and then my, uh, maybe we could just post my contact information here, but uh, cell phone, you know, number. That's how most people contact me is through my cell phone and, um, or texting me or, you know. So I'm, again, I don't hide very easily. I'm pretty easy to find. So Justin, I really want to thank you for coming in today given us all of this time. I want to thank you for, for being just an absolute joy to work with for the past two or three years. Um, he makes some great content. He's fun to work with. So I always, always have a blast when he comes in here and, and shoots his videos for the uh, for the month. And he does, by the way, he batch shoots stuff. So that kind of goes into the time block. He the Sunday night preparation and things like that. But, you know, appreciate the plugs as well. If you need to find Justin out there, uh, you can find him at Justin Rabin on the socials, as he had mentioned. You can reach out to him if you need anything mortgage-related. He is you're licensed in most states. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So reach out to Justin. You'll love to work with him. Justin, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, I had such a good time. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for awesome. having me. Awesome. Thank you.